0: yo what is up everyone welcome back to the straight talk podcast i am your host as always scs vince it's been a minute since we last talked to you guys uh we were talking basketball last time but we're back with episode 15 and we have a very fun and special episode for you guys today because we're going to be talking about one of my favorite things one of my favorite people and just characters in general and that is Peter Parker aka Spider-Man himself and we are going to be talking about the brand new film Spider-Man No Way Home which released over a month ago uh if I'm not mistaken it's been a month I wanted to give it some space because A I didn't want to go ahead and release some fun content and not have everyone be able to listen to it right away so I figured a month is enough time for everybody to go to the theaters and watch this film or at least find some pirated site that they can find, you know, illegally. I don't condone illegal streaming, but if that's the way you want to do it, you know, by all means, you know, I do not judge. We do not judge here on the Straight Talk podcast. But yes, uh, it's been a month. I felt like that was the perfect time to give everyone the chance to watch this, but not only once, but twice or three times. So I've gotten a chance to watch it two times, bare minimum. I've recently watched it again last week. I wanted to watch it one more time this weekend before watching the before before doing this uh, podcast episode for Spider Man No Way Home. But regardless, I feel like I've watched enough and I've seen enough YouTube videos and other content and other theories to like kind of have my idea to go here. But I'm not here alone to talk about Spider Man to help me out and just like chime with me. I want to invite and introduce you guys to my very good friend Ryan. Uh, Ryan. How are you doing today, man? I'm doing well. How about you? I'm doing well. Thank you for joining me on the show, man. Uh, this should be very fun. I'm very excited and I'm very thankful you came on to the show with me, man.
1: Yeah, me too. I love Spider-Man as well, so I'm yeah. I'm pretty excited.
0: Yeah, so Ryan is not just uh, a Spider-Man fan like myself. He's also a very talented artist. Uh, Ryan, why don't you tell the people a little bit about your art and your work and just get an idea of like what you do. Um, I do a lot of
1: like comic book style art. I also do like painting and stuff like that. um like I help people create tattoos and stuff like that if they need help doing that too. So um I just love art in general, like graffiti, um classical um, modern art, it's it's all. Good to me. And I, I like learning. That's why I love like comics because it's a way to tell stories just using art and writing as well combined. It's it's like a band, actually.
0: Right. <laughs> That's good. That's good. Uh so how did your fandom of Spider-Man start? Like like obviously we could sit here forever just talking about Spider-Man how and our love for Spider-Man, but just quickly, just to like prove our Spider-Man fandom to the listeners. How did your fandom start? How did you become a fan of The Wallcrawler?
1: Well, I was a little kid, and um, I got into, like, the Secret War toys. And then I also, like, purchased my first, like, real purchase of a comic by myself. Mm -hmm. I was 11. I drove out to 7-Eleven on (laughs) Higgins and Austin.
0: Okay.
1: Yeah, that was, like, my first comic I picked out, and it was amazing Spider-Man, i think it's like 343 and it was uh by david nationally and eric larson okay and it's like a third part of a three-part story where he moved, he lost his powers and then like this is the issue where he got back and right. then they had a little venom teaser in it so i was like hooked instantly
0: it, it sounds it sounds like it was a great read man i mean me personally i've never really in the comics like that I never really like had the means to get to comics like my parents were never like oh yeah well i'll buy you a comic like yeah. i don't know it just it never became the thing for the thing that brought me my fandom to spider-man was the 90s cartoon like that like i'm actually re-watching that recently just because i finally like decided like take the dive and have a disney plus so yeah. that's what i've been binge watching is the 90s cartoon because you forget that like i feel like that cartoon because like there was no like legal and legal rights issues going on with all these marvel characters at the time yeah you had spider-man interacting with like the punisher Blade, the x-men uh iron man captain america so many people they they did secret wars and the spider spider verse in the in those comics which was in, in those uh, cartoons which which was great so that's kind of how it started with uh, the Spider-Man 90s cartoon I would run home from school like eager to watch it on yeah, uh, Channel too. 32 Fox uh, here in Chicago <laughs> right yeah and then I don't remember how I got it but I always had like this Spider-Man like action figure that I would always have growing up and he, he just kind of became like one of those things that I was very much into just like Dragon Ball Z and like Batman and Power Rangers and wrestling. Like it was those things that just growing up, it was always there. And like, yeah. I can honestly say Spider-Man is probably my, it's definitely my favorite superhero of all time, hands down without question. And yeah. he's just like so relatable. And I feel like that's kind of like the the, the magic and the greatness of Spider-Man is he probably feels the most relatable to like a listener or a reader oh yeah that's like i'm sorry like i don't think we can relate to being a playboy billionaire like tony stark or or bruce wayne you know i i feel like most people can't relate to that but uh peter parker you know like just like a either high schooler college uh, uh, a uh, college student like living in the studio apartment barely making rent having to work two jobs just to pay the bills i feel like a lot of people can like relate with that struggle um yeah and as like like not to jump too far ahead and as we can as we saw at the end of the film of no way home it seems like tom holland's peter parker is finally going to get to that point of spider-man so uh We're going to do a quick short rundown and recap of Spider-Man No Way Home. We're not going to sit here forever. Uh, We're just going to sit here and just like nerd it off about the film, get our thoughts out. But the film picks up where Spider-Man Far From Home left off, Mysterio revealing uh, Peter Parker's secret identity to the world. He gets kind of like mobbed in like, what was it, Times Square? Yeah. Yeah. So he gets mobbed down. he runs away with MJ. They go back to his apartment because they have no idea where to go, what to do. Uh, Everyone's there. The reporters, news, eventually damage control does come to their home, and they're being investigated, and they're in trouble with the law because they basically committed murder if like the reports from Mysterio Quentin Beck were to be believed. And uh, luckily... He had a very good lawyer in the in the way of Mad Murdoch, Daredevil. Um, when you saw like uh, Mad Murdoch on the screen and, and like Charlie Cox is Mad Murdoch from the Netflix oh, yeah. series on a scale of one to ten, how how like how geeked were you? I
1: was at like a 9.8, 10, just because I'm like, oh man, like Daredevil, like I don't know if like a lot of people watching
0: mm-hmm. just
1: the MCU stuff. Don't realize how big of an influence that like Daredevil and Spider-Man have on each other. They're actually they're like they're like friends, mm-hmm. but like in the sense of like Superman, Batman, whereas like Spider-Man has the more ideal stuff. Yeah. And Daredevil, he's seeing
0: stuff because he's a lawyer. Right. He
1: really technically,
0: technically he hasn't been able to see stuff but like he's 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 had his fair share of experiences right yeah so
1: like he he's he's worked with like the grittiest or the gritty in new york mm-hmm. and like he's helped Man like get out of like jams and he actually helped him and not commit murder at one point which yeah. is really
0: yeah. And then like going back to the comics, uh, I, I mean, to the, to the cartoons that uh, they actually introduced their double in there. And in the cartoon, he actually gets Peter Parker out of the legal trouble as well. That's right. So like, I feel like he, like overall, like they just have like that connection kind of like, uh, kind of like Dwayne Wade and LeBron James or Shaq and Kobe. I feel like they're always like kind of like there for each other. Like, yeah. I, but I like the Batman Superman comparison, but it's just more like, like, what, what what's the word like more of a friendly neighborhood duo yeah
1: yeah they, they kind of beef too that's why <laughs> like i
0: just <laughs> fireman and, yeah. and batman because they do beef
1: exactly beef.
0: yeah well there's a lot of beef with batman and superman there but uh but yeah so yeah. matt murdoch uh quick cameo i love that it wasn't like too big of a role it was like it was like a nice little like tip of the hat for people that knew who he was, yeah. knew the actor, watched the Netflix series, or even just like, even if you never watched the Netflix series, if you, and you but you're a Marvel fan, yeah. you see a blind lawyer in Marvel, it can only be Mad Murdoch. Okay, so that was a nice little like, like hint that way. And I'm just so glad that when I went to go watch it the first time, I was with a very solid movie theater. Because that crowd knew who Mad Murdock was, I'm like, oh, thank God! I would have been like, uh, I would have been so disappointed if like I seen this one TikTok where it's like, yeah, Daredevil, and no one else is cheering. It's just the one guy that uploaded the TikTok. So, oh man, (laughs) I feel like that would have like, I feel like that would have hurt. I'm like, man, I don't like this crowd.
1: I I got a good crowd too, so like everyone just like roared. I'm like, okay, cool.
0: That Because that let me know from the jump of my, okay, this is going to be a fun experience, not because the movie is going to be great, but because this crowd knows what the fuck they're, they're like here to see, you know, they know yeah. their stuff. Um, I forgot to ask, uh, how many times did you get a chance to see the film?
1: I saw it twice. Um, okay. I typically see it like once, you know, as a fan and the second time to actually like just watch it as a movie. Mm-hmm. And pretend like I haven't seen any of the other movies just to see if the story works on its own and right. stuff like
0: that. Okay. And we'll get to the story. We'll get to the story. So um, obviously, like like I said, uh Mad Murdoch helps uh Peter Parker get out of any legal situation. But <laughs> now that he's out of this legal situation, everyone he still has to deal with everyone knowing his secret identity. uh Spider-Man, he's like the most popular person in the world while still being broke. That was a nice little like joke that 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 was thrown into the movie um they're trying to get into college um i i think this is funny how this whole thing caused all this chaos because they're trying to get to college and right. eventually their like ideal school for him ned and mj was mit they weren't accepted because of all the controversy and they just kind of like let things be where they at where they're at peter sees like this wizard figure like kind of like like uh, halloween decoration and he thinks oh dr strange my friend that i helped like save the universe with against thanos let me talk to him let me see if he can like go back in time so initially his thought is like hey let's go back in time and like prevent mysterio from revealing my security identity just kind of like what they did with the whole time heist with endgame Unfortunately, there's no more time stone. They returned it. They get to the point where they're gonna do a spell that helps people forget that Peter Parker, Spider Man. However, Peter Parker, being who he is as an individual, couldn't help but meddle, and I was like, okay, hold up. But I think MJ should know. Oh wait, hold up. I think Ned should know. Hold up. I think uh, uh, my Aunt May should know. Hold up. I think Happy Hogan should know. Okay, he messed with it like five, six times. The the yeah. spell goes completely haywire. Doctor Strange has to contain it. Uh, unfortunately, as it was described, because he tampered with his spell so many times, instead of making people forget that he was Peter, uh, that Peter Parker was Spider Man, he made it so that other people from different universes in the multiverse were drawn to that specific universe, to the MCU that new Peter Parker as Spider-Man, which as we saw, we kinda had like a little like soft introduction to the Sinister Six. We had Green Goblin, Doctor Octopus, and Sandman from the uh, Sam Raimi films. We had the Lizard and Electro from the Mark Webb films. And as we saw towards the end in the end credit films, we also got Tom Hardy's Venom just chilling down in Mexico hearing the right. stories of the MCU. So that's kind of like the subplot they all come in here Dr. Strange is like hey they're not from this universe we got to send them back. And initially Spider-Man's on board. He's like yeah let's let's get them back. Let's let's do this. They don't belong here. That's what we should do. He later comes to find out that a lot of these villains as we see in the in the films like meet their end at the hands of Spider-Man. And May after talking with a a Norman Osborn that seems to be, have relieved himself of the Green Goblin. She's like, well, we gotta help these people. It's your responsibility. And that kind of like does the inclination and like kind of like sets everything up for like the crux of the film. Like Peter Parker helping everyone. And he has to fight, out, uh, fight off Dr. Strange because Dr. Strange is like, no, let's just send them back. If they die, they die. That's their fate. And Spider-Man's like, no, if we can help them out, that's our moral obligation to help. And that's what kind of like sets Spider-Man apart as a superhero in general. That's one thing that you see in any continuity of Spider-Man. He's always going to do what he feels is right, even if it's against another fellow superhero in Dr. Strange. He's able to defeat Dr. Strange with science, uh, <laughs> which I thought was fantastic. Uh, and he goes and proceeds to cure everyone, actually. He, al- along with the help of, um, of uh, Norman Osborn, he fixes uh, Octavius's in- inhibitor chip, gets him back. He slowly starts to work on a cure for the Green Goblin, for Electro, but then his spider sense, or Peter's tingle. Like, how do you feel about, like, the MCU calling it Peter's tingle instead of, like, just the spider sense?
1: I mean, it, it fits in the context of that universe where there's a little, like, in-jokey stuff in there. hmm Yeah. And, and it gives him a sense of, like, being a little bit different from the previous Spider-Man actors where it's just the Spidey sense.
0: Right. Okay. All right. Because initially, I'm like, I was kind of annoyed. It's like, no, it's just kind of like a spider sense. It's not as Peter's tingle. It's like, you're just trying to be funny. And it's like, but now it's like, it's no big deal, you know? um i've gone to like deal with it um in the midst of him trying to help everyone um green goblin takes over uh norman once again he takes control uh chaos just ensues after he kind of just convinces the rest of the the villains that's like these aren't like things we need to cure these are gifts where gods gods don't like like they gods take what they want you know They don't compromise, essentially. And Green Goblin goes and proceeds to fuck everything up. Long story short, Spider-Man does not have everything within himself to prevent all this chaos from happening. Fortunately, this leads to the demise of Aunt May. She dies in his hands. Damage control shows up. He gets shot at. And he just kind of feels like... He's destroyed. He ca- he just caused the death of the one person he cared for the most, his aunt May. Um, I forgot to mention this, but obviously there was this containment. Like what what did what was it called? Like it was like this square. Like they contained the spell, and then once the, like a button oh, was right. pressed, yeah. So basically, Doctor Strange had created this. Spider Man finessed it for from him, and he gave that item where once you press the box, it's going to send everyone back to their universes, and it's like, uh, right? Uh, He gives that to MJ and Ned tells them to go away. I don't want you guys there because I don't want you guys to get hurt or something to happen. Unfortunately, uh, the one that gets hurt, and he was right to go ahead and not have MJ and Ned to do that. So she had not heard from Peter, and this just kind of gets her concerned to, like, fuck, I have to do something. I have to go ahead and press it. And Ned, at this point, who's wearing uh, Doctor Strange's ring that Spider-Man once again finesse from him and gave to Ned, just kind of accidentally, like almost creates a portal. He helps look for Spider-Man slash Peter Parker. But instead of finding Tom Holland's Peter Parker, we get what everyone was rumored and anticipating. Probably the worst kept secret in cinema. Andrew Garfield Spider Man walks through that portal, oh, man. The funniest interaction in like I've ever seen. Like that that whole like sequence was just incredible. His chemistry with like Ned with a uh, Ned and MJ was just great. Yeah, then they, tries to open another porter and the goats. Uh, Toby Maguire, the OG, walks through that portal. Uh, they kind of have this whole talk. They kind of like. Get everyone brought up to speed. They go find Tom Holland, Peter Parker. They kind of give him the whole pep talk, and he gets talked to by the two people that probably understand him the most. Uh, we finally get the the line in the MCU, you know, the famous line with "Great power comes great responsibility." And they go on to, on a mission to cure everyone. They go into like a whole lab area, yeah, and at, at, at their high school, right? Like it's at their high yeah. school if i'm not mistaken they create a cure for everyone they go to the top of of the statue of liberty to make their plan initially they can't get things to work out because no one's worked as a team they're usually loners they're they work by themselves but tom holland that's the thing that like makes him stand out between everyone is that he has worked with the team he's worked with the avengers So, but I love that they knew that Tom, uh, that uh, neither Tobey Maguire or Andrew Garfield Spider Man knew what the fuck the Avengers are. I thought that's the whole banter between all three Spider Man. I think was such a geekish moment for me. Like I thought it was fantastic. Um, I've already been talking way too much on this recap. I was I was trying to make this like a few minutes, but long story short, they're able to (laughs) they're able to like. Coordinate their attacks. Eventually, pick them off one by one. Cure everyone. They each have their own moments with their villains. Um, Andrew Garfield has his moment with Jamie Fox, and uh, Toby Maguire has his moment with Alfred Molina's uh, Otto Octavius. And then Green Goblin comes in once again, fucks shit up. Um, MJ falls to what appeared to be her could have been her death tom holland spider-man looks to try to save her gets cut off by green goblin andrew garfield makes the dive and gets his redemption for not being able to catch gwen stacy's emma stone in the amazing spider-man 2 eventually there it comes down to just a fight between tom holland spider-man and green goblin where it really does seem like peter parker tom holland is about to like just flip that that script and Cross that line of no return. Toby mcguire comes in, steps in, kind of is a reflection of his moral compass, I guess, and kind of helps him out through that. Gets stabbed for his troubles. Um, yeah. but uh, but that was a great scene. It was a great scene. Uh this whole movie, man. Like, there's so much to talk about here. Uh, but yeah, eventually they do cure uh the Green Goblin. At this point, the spell is going haywire because. The device had a pumpkin bomb explode inside it. Uh, Doctor Strange can't contain any any anything of the spell. Everyone's coming. He can't stop him. The only way to do so is to just do the original spell, where everybody completely forgets who Peter Parker is, and forgets that he's Spider Man. Um, he's even though Doctor Strange is hesitant, Peter Parker, just, Tom Holland, just kind of accepts his fate and accepts that this is probably the best thing for everyone. And Puts his own like self interest, you know, like in, in, instead of everyone else's, he put his own self interest. What's the word I'm looking for? Like uh, he sacrifices his own self interest for right, the betterment yeah. of everyone else, which is just classic Spider Man.
1: Yeah,
0: says his goodbyes to the uh, to the Spider man his uh, his doppelgangers from multiple universes. Says goodbye to MJ, Ned says he's gonna go ahead and find them after the fact and remind them of who he is fast forward he's now living by himself in new york in a run-down studio apartment now he has to pay his own rent so we'll see if he struggles with that uh he goes up and wants to um just kind of like tell the truth and who he is to mj and ned but ned has no idea who he is then he sees mj's scar that she had like the little like Band aid from like the cut that she re- received from that whole altercation that in the Statue of Liberty, and he just decides, I can't put her at risk. I can't. I can't let her know that I'm Spider Man. She's gonna get hurt. I don't want her to get hurt. And he yeah. just kind of carries the burden of Spider Man on his own. We flash forward to him. I, I think they flash forward to about like, Christmas time. Yeah. We cut back to his apartment. He puts on his mask. He's now like listening to like police, like. Uh, what's a put like a police scanner on his phone? Like I draw a blank on words. So like Ryan, please help me if I'm like drawing the, the police blank. scanner. Um, police scanner, thank you, thank you, Jesus. Yeah, no problem. I have brain farts with words sometimes, which is ironic <laughs> uh, which is ironic since I do a podcast. Um yeah. <laughs> you see uh Aunt May's old sewing machine, you see like little tiny trinkets, like like the Lego Star Wars figure that Ned gave that Ned had in the first Spider-Man film. The, that me up. <laughs> yeah the the coffee cup from mj's coffee shop and then he just goes on swings in with the new spider-man costume because he has no star tech the stark system i'm pretty sure doesn't recognize who he is and even if they did i'm like even if like he didn't have access to the stark system i think just in general like it just wouldn't function because everything's stark Stark Industries related just got confiscated yeah. by, by Damage Control so I, I I would imagine that anything related to that wouldn't work I don't know he just what felt great was it felt like he's at it like Tom Holland Spider-Man at the end of this film to me just felt like we got to where Andrew Garfield and Tobey Maguire Spider-Man was in their films like living on their own barely affording rants getting by in life struggling just a loner all by themselves which has been a big complaint about the mcu spider-man for like a very yeah. long time we get a final swing get a, a glance at the new uh costume which looks more akin to like the classic comic book design with the like the nice bright blue and like and the red so yeah and that was spider-man no way home uh yeah man uh first and foremost uh immediate thoughts like first thoughts watching the film
1: well when i first watched it you know i'm like okay it still had that kind of like marty the marty mcfly yeah viewpoint where you you can tell they really got that 80s you know vibe and and then they slowly like started dipping their feet into comic book lore and stuff like that They, they dropped hints the double thing in Mephisto from the storyline where they took it from it was uh called uh one more day but anyway, um yeah so like my initial thoughts like after that like right when you get to the end I'm like okay you finally got him to a point where he's not what a lot of people would call iron boy or
0: whatever anymore iron man (laughs) jr yeah iron man jr to
1: where he's on his own and he has to like come up with stuff from the fly with a shoestring budget. And he actually has to use what science knowledge that he actually learned from high school and just his past experiences. Now he has to be on his own. That's great. That's where he needs to be.
0: Yeah. Uh, I thought it was great. Uh, My first impressions was I fucking love this film. This is is probably one of the best Spider-Man movies of all time i got everything i wanted from this i got a resolution to the cliffhanger at far from home i yeah we got the payoff of the spider-man from the uh, from andrew garfield and to mcguire they showed up we had the whole interaction uh i know some people weren't the biggest fans of it because they were like critiqued they kind of they don't like marvel like the mcu doing like these like like, like too many like comedy spots moments but that's yeah. kind of how, how the mcu operates but i loved all these little like inside joke memes like for instance uh william defoe's uh uh, green goblin while he's in like the containment pod he's and they're trying to figure out how to cure everyone he's like you know i could help i'm something of a scientist myself you know right, that's kind of yeah. that's a callback to like the, the famous meme from the from the first film or like them like being in like uh the high school lab and trying to create like a, a cure for everyone and that's yeah. just like hey peter i was like what peter 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 and they're all pointing at each other and it's the yeah. spider man like pointing meme it's Fucking fantastic uh even like small little things like uh toby yeah. mcguire's like back issues that he had in, in like filming the original spider-man films and then he's yeah. like oh i kind of have like this like knot in my back it's like oh yeah you know like cracking his back you know, like uh, like andrew uh, andrew garfield cr- cracking toby mcguire's back um a lot of people critiquing the toby mcguire films because his spider-man had organic web shooters as opposed to creating his own web shooters and i liked how like the interaction between them where like tom holland and andrew yep. garfield are just like asking them, like, hey so like how does that work and like ah, man like i think the best part was like the spider-man interacting with each other i thought yeah. that was just like like it, it, it just it felt like so wholesome. It felt like like siblings. Like it felt yeah. siblings because they had their own unique, uh, experiences. They're only like yeah, they're all different individual people, but they have very specific experiences that are unique to only them, that only they can understand. So similar to like any sibling, like my like my siblings, we're all different individuals, but we have very similar experiences.
1: Yeah,
0: I don't know. That's what I like. I, I like kind of like they were able to do all the old fi- all the old film villains justice they didn't, no one felt like uh just a cameo uh maybe the lizard they didn't get too much yeah, shine um but yeah that, those were my first impressions and my first initial thoughts following uh watching the film is this, this movie is pretty great is it perfect no but is it a fun film did i get what i wanted out of it i'm like yeah it was fantastic two and a half hour film um But do you have any uh, dislikes, critiques, or like definitive thoughts about like the movie as a whole? Like, is there anything that you set back, especially after after your second viewing? Yeah, yeah.
1: You know, I can't really think of any, but a because like they they this is this is probably like the first Marvel movie in a while where I felt like. They got everything in order. Where the jokes weren't like so obnoxious. Where like I felt like some of the other ones where it's just like too they weren't much.
0: forced. Yeah, in the sense. Okay. Yeah. Um. The I I kind
1: of I kind of wish though that they did have a little bit more of like an like Uncle Ben reference in there.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Like tom holland's uncle ben specifically. right right exactly
0: yes i mean i think there has always been like an acknowledgement that he's there but without actually like I, I get why the mcu spider-man never got like the whole uncle ben story because at that point this like this is the third spider-man we're gonna tell the uncle ben story again like right. it's like you can only tell that story so many times um let, let, let's just like uh singularly focus on any dislikes or critiques about no way home specifically like, the film itself. Like, is there anything that you, as a fan of not only Spider-Man, or, like, just a, a, a movie fan, in general? Like, is there anything you personally didn't like, or would critique about the movie? It's obviously doesn't have to be a deal-breaker, but just something, like, maybe a nitpick, you know?
1: Um, not really. I can't really think of one, like, specifically, where it, like, bothered me. Nothing, like, really, like, okay bothered me, straight up. Because like every character like had a point there wasn't like well i mean i guess like the only one would probably be the wizard but that's because <laughs> of yeah like the situation that they had with filming like covid and stuff like that they mm-hmm. can get like some of the actors and stuff like that that's it's okay
0: yeah i'm yeah. glad i'm glad you mentioned that because i think my one critique watching the film and eventually i didn't care towards the end and especially my second viewing i didn't care but how the sandman was basically just cgi sand monster all all fucking episode uh, all fucking film (laughs) i guess that's the one that just kind of like why is he like that he uh he he was never like that in the tom rain movies but okay okay uh nitpick but not a deal breaker um what do you feel about the the character choices like that they decided to do with not only the Green Goblin, but also with Electro, where they decided to remove the mask from the first film and just let Alfred Molina just use his facial expressions and be like the creepy motherfucker that he looks like on films because he's such a fantastic guy. Like, one thing I will say watching these films, especially the first time and second time, was yeah. goddamn, Willem Dafoe. Like this, this is right, right up, up there with Heath Ledger's Joker performance. It was, it it felt that great.
1: It was really good. There was a lot of like subtle facial expressions where you could tell where that's actually Norman Osborn, just scared out of his mind, lost. And then when, when the Green Goblin takes over, you can like, there's a facial shift and it's not just like the voice where it's like peter you know it's you know he has like his
0: eyes, thrown, he, looks like his eyes crazy. He, he looks crazy he looks crazy looks like a psychopath which was yeah, fantastic yeah. um what about with uh jamie Foxx's electro where they decided to just completely deviate from like the version they had in the Amazing spider-man 2 and just kind of let him be kind of more of a humanoid version and he still had all his electrical powers i mean one in the final battle in the at the Statue of Liberty, you, you can see when he attacked, he had like electric waves like yeah. surrounding his face, similar to like the classic mask. Oh my god. The star that mask. Makes... Oh man, I love that. And I do
1: like their explanation where like like electrical waves are different in each universe. Mm-hmm. That sounds like something they could explore a little bit more in other movies. Yeah. Where different like energy points just like shift it when you're not and that brings me to another question like do certain um um mystical items work in each universe the same way you know and that's that's something that i i bet you they're gonna set up later
0: yeah definitely i i do believe that um but speaking of Electro, and since we're still talking about critiques and, like, dislikes, a lot of people have been nitpicking about this. Supposedly, the way the spell worked, there's, like, two plot holes, I guess. Maybe okay. three. Um, where the spell was everyone then knows that Peter Parker and Spider-Man got pulled into the MCU. William a Spider- uh, Green Goblin. Green Goblin, obviously right. knew. Otto Octavius, knew. Uh, the lizard knew they knew at no point do i believe electro ever finds out that peter parker is spider-man and then they do another scene later on at the end of the film where he's where he's actually talking to andrew garfield without his mask i'm like huh i always uh, picture spider-man being black you know you know you help like the poor you like like you you live like you're in brooklyn or whatever in queens you know like I just always figured he'd be black. And then them doing the little like miles Morales, like little like tip of the hat. It's like, I'm sure there's a black Spider-Man out there somewhere. Um, So that's one continuity issue that a lot of people have been saying. I don't know if Salmon at any point found out who Peter Parker was, but I think he did because at the end of the film, he's talking to Tommy McGuire without the mask, but yes. Yes. Because he's like, Oh, I'm sorry about your grandfather. You know, he's apologizing. Okay. So that one makes sense. I, like I, w- I wasn't sure while we were like while I was setting up my notes I'm like because I haven't watched Spider Man three in a good minute for good reason <laughs> for good reason uh it's a great meme movie but it's not the best story movie.
1: I have my theory on that movie on why it is the way it is
0: yeah like oh there's like I have this whole other episode podcast where I want to just like dissect Spider Man three and what could have been Spider Man four uh so we we could probably do that some other time as well but that's that's <laughs> one issue and then obviously Tom Hardy's Venom never meets Spider-Man obviously he like oh. there's no but they did explain it at the end of Let There Be Carnage that like the symbiotes yeah. are part of this hive mind with knowledge of multiple universes they go back years decades and stuff and obviously when he saw when Venom saw Tom uh, Tom Holland's Spider-Man on the television screen, he's like that guy. So there has been sp- fan speculation that maybe like the Venom symbiote from the Tom, uh, from, uh, you know, Eric Foreman's version of, of Venom. Uh, maybe, maybe that's the hive mind that they remember. Maybe they remember Eric Foreman being uh, Venom. Uh, maybe that's what it is. Maybe there's another universe where yeah. Venom knows of Spider-Man. Obviously, there's history with spider-man and venom there um but yeah so what what do you feel about that continuity issue that electro necessarily never really knew who peter parker was but all these fans trying to find explanations for it
1: that's a hard one um to breach just because like from a storytelling standpoint you're right there's no time in in that movie um Amazing Spider-Man too, where he knew or had any inkling who Peter Parker was really. Um, he was just like a super super fan of Spider-Man, right? Exactly. I, I guess you can say he knew Spider-Man's heart or whatever because he was such a good guy. I don't know. I mean,
0: it, it's it is a glitch. It, but so, have you heard the fan theory that? Because Electro in the film was explained that the last thing he remembers was he was in like, like, like the electrical waves or something, gathering yeah, yeah. information. And if you go back in the Amazing Spider Man films, like Oscorp seems to have a lot of information. Like, if you really like zoom in, like they even have like knowledge and information of Michael Morbius. Uh, oh, right, yeah, so there's been other stuff there. I don't personally like the story narrative that they decided that uh Peter Parker's dad actually created the altered genetic spider that gave him his powers and used his own blood making it so that technically only Peter Parker was ever going to be able to be Spider-Man but maybe there's like just knowledge in Oscorp that uh Peter Parker is a Spider-Man or maybe there's information out there and that's kind of what happened here I don't know I'm not really sure But do you personally care about that, like little plot hole? Um,
1: in the long run, no. But it is something that is a little glaring.
0: Yeah, yeah. I mean, if it gets explained, I think it's just one of those things that's like it's kind of tricky with magic. It's always kind of tricky. You, you like, there's no like formula. There's no like set thing like there is like with science and math and other concrete stuff that we know how exactly that works. Magic, which is kind of like just get it out of our ass like come that shit just comes out of our ass like we make shit up as we go along with magic like it's whatever fits that narrative because magic in different right. forms of media is completely different cuz magic doctor strange's magic works completely different than harry potter's magic that he studies at hogwarts there's like apples and oranges two completely different animals but right yeah even though that wasn't a nitpick that was a pothole that a lot of people were saying I didn't care the first time. It wasn't until I saw so many YouTube videos, so many people talking about it that I'm like, oh, okay. I didn't really care about it, but I guess I know that's a thing now, but it didn't really stop my enjoyment of the film, I will say. You
1: know? Yeah, I mean, I knew it was there, but I mean, it's like, okay. There's a number of reasons why he can know. I mean, he does have like, he was, I mean, like, there was that conversation between him and Tom Holland and Peter. Where yeah. they were talking about like electric waves and how like it's in everybody's body. Maybe he can read energy, aero electrical. Yeah, that's that's a lot waves. of way.
0: That's a lot of way people can explain this. Yeah. Like the writers can explain this. It'll be fine Um. So, uh, moving on from the film itself, let's talk about the yeah. Spider-Man MCU trilogy as a whole. What do you think of it now that it, the first trilogy is over?
1: As a whole, yeah, um, it it's really it's really good origin story. If you put all three together, um, you, you get the story of a kid who, yeah, his uncle died, but you know, like he's basically playing cotton and robbers because he still has the support system with mm-hmm. uh, Tony Stark, yeah. and then you know, like he slowly learns these lessons through each movie. Mm-hmm. Um, the second one, I felt like he took a giant leap, you know, entrusting his own scientific knowledge and stuff like that and, you know, started doing stuff on his own. And then the third one is like that final hurdle where it's like, okay, now I'm really on my own and now I have to grow up because I have nobody to support me money-wise. Um, I learned a lot. I I learned a lesson from my aunt, you know, mm-hmm. like, okay. The right thing is going to be hard. And if it blows up in your face, you still should do it.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Just because, just because, like, it'll be the right thing, but that necessarily means it's going to be, like, the best thing for you. It might not be to your benefit to do the right thing. Um, Were you one of those people that, uh, no, I'm not trying to, like, like single you out or, like, castrate you or anything, (laughs) but, like, were you, like, part of the fan base? That critiqued and disliked the MCU version of Spider-Man because he had too much Stark Tech. There was too he was felt like uh, Iron Man Jr., like he wasn't his own man, like he was like just relying on all these like fancy texts and like just like the small critiques that they didn't have of the previous two Spider-Man franchises.
1: Um, I I tried not to compare the to French or all the franchises, and be like, or, or and like to the comic stuff. I try to focus. Okay, what are they trying to like? What movie are they trying to tell mm-hmm. me? Right. And just go from there and treat it as its own separate thing. Yeah. Did I did I want like him to have a little bit more ownership of being Spider Man? Mm-hmm. Yeah, but like I think like that second movie was a big step towards it because Tony had already passed, mm-hmm. and he developed his own suit even though he was using Tony Tony, Tony Stark tech yeah yeah but he was doing it on his own like he figured it out you know and that that to me like was big growth and plus i love that red and black suit cuz it's a steve dicko uh, reference
0: yeah it's so good yeah. it's so good like just like yeah. aesthetically it's just very oh, nice yeah. like i will say like even though it's not true to like Com- the comics original suit it's better than like andrew garfield's suit like the first yeah. one from the amazing spider-man one where he had like the black lenses like for the eyes uh, i wasn't the biggest fan of that suit the- i like the
1: idea behind it though it's a kid who yeah. who took a bunch of stuff and put a suit together but yeah like back to your comment that actually if you read amazing fantasy um 15 mm-hmm. where Uh, Spider-Man's first appearance it is red and black that's why it's red and black
0: oh okay yeah so yeah so trinket i didn't know about that's interesting man um i guess the best way that i looked at the mcu was um was like the MCU was blowing up. They were really good, and I was just excited to get Spider Man again. I didn't care. I love Spider Man so much. Like I know yeah. that I kind of like all versions of Spider Man, like the video games, all the cartoon shows. Like, I just, what I liked about Tom Holland Spider Man is that he was an actual high schooler yeah you know that was what really did it for me i was more nitpicky of like what they chose to do with mj instead of being married the classic mary jane watson they went with michelle michelle jones uh watson um instead of uh harry osborne being the best friend they went with ned fields uh i never Nick even yes yeah, sorry sorry oh the fuck am i saying uh but yeah so i never even knew the character in that i'm like who the fuck is this dude um but I like design of the suit. I like what it was doing, and like you mentioned earlier, if you look at the trilogy as a whole, it's his origin story. Everybody wanted an origin story for Spider-Man, but those three films were his origin story because at the start of uh at the start of uh, Civil War, he's basically what like six months into him being the Spider-Man and stuff. He's yeah, like, and if you look at what the MCU is and what they did if you take a peter parker growing up as a kid in this mcu universe with all these like larger than life superheroes yeah i feel like that's kind of like the version of spider-man we get he wants to be an avenger he wants to like he'd look up to an iron man and thor and all these other characters like one thing that one thing that that isn't consistent in like like from the MCU to like the mood uh, to like other forms of Spider-Man media is the fact that spider mans more of a loner. And right here, they just kind of want him to be part of this bigger universe. I think to me that made sense and they were able to get what they want. And at the end of no way home, I think everyone got what they wanted right. where uh, no one knows who Peter Parker is. They know who Spider-Man is, but they don't know Peter Parker is Spider-Man. And I think we're at where everybody wanted him to be yeah which is like the best thing about it you know but yeah man uh overall overall i think i like the the trilogy for what it was i like to take all of them at face value and i will say that after the film uh it did give me a more of appreciation of the amazing spider-man films which i was a little bit more critical of I did enjoy. I just was always like Andrew Garfield is a good Spider-Man, but I feel like he was too cool for school. Peter Parker, but now it's just like, no, I kind of, I kind of like it. I kind of like, like, like what they did here, uh, with everything. All right. Um, yeah. So I have a few uh, questions here because we actually ran a little bit longer than uh, I thought we were going to. So <laughs> some uh, some stuff we might cut and like say for 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 a future follow-up episode but um quickly uh where would you like to see tom holland's version of spider-man go following the conclusion of no way home
1: oh man i would love to see him like tackle some of the street villains and stuff like that um i would love to see him become a reporter or a photographer for the daily bugle
0: I yeah mean, i just like see, that has to happen
1: just to see his interaction with like this version of J jonah jameson um you know like i would love to see him like meet a betty grant or betty Brant or uh
0: mm-hmm.
1: you know other side characters uh what this version of robbie robertson is going to be or mm-hmm. introduce Ooh. harry osborne you know yeah
0: harry, introduce harry osborne maybe he gets gwen stacy in this universe too
1: maybe yeah maybe and because he's gonna go to college i want to yeah. see what his college experience is going to be
0: um
1: man and and just the villains that he can fight the shocker you know which we
0: which we've already seen from uh homecoming uh shockers already existed in that universe they've uh yeah that's right yeah they tease they tease scorpion um yeah yeah that's true uh they have the vulture so and also, we haven't talked about, it, but in the little like uh, end credit, uh, mid credit, credit scene with Tom Holland, uh, with Tom Hardy's uh, uh, Venom, a piece of the symbiote was left behind in the MCU, and that can make its way to New York. And at some I, point, yeah. we might I get. Like I think that should happen at some point. Um, Felicia mm-hmm. Hardy, Black Cat. The Black Cat, yeah. yeah, that'd be a great character to introduce oh Maybe. the hobgoblin hobgoblin <laughs> the little like jokes about about Ned was like don't worry i'll never turn into a <laughs> villain which is funny because uh in the comics Ned ash like Ned is actually the hobgoblin isn't he like actually becomes a, a version of the hobgoblin yeah he yeah he, yeah he he
1: gets like brainwashed uh into one of versions of uh hobgoblin hmm like um that version of ned is like an album of, kind of like a like a combined version of like different characters mm-hmm. and then they they took the ned name from the comics and then they got the personality and look from uh, the ultimates comics so
0: from uh miles morales's uh best friend right right yeah yeah i forgot the name do you recall do the name of the mom gank gank i think yeah <laughs> okay we might have to look that up don't 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 grill us guys don't 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 come at us with pitchforks if we get it incorrectly um you know, you know what would be a bonkers idea is the jackal the jackal yes i uh craven the hunter craven the hunter oh, oh my god i would shit my pants if aren't, aren't they doing, the doing aren't, aren't they doing a craven the hunter film supposedly they are but i mean it'd be weird without a spiron man I mean, they're already um, doing a Morbius film without Spider Man, and they've already done a Venom film without Spider Man. So yeah, Sony does some weird shit. Yeah, I I still have yet to watch any of the Venom movies. Neither, neither, bro. I haven't watched them. Like I've had a chance to watch them, but it's like I don't know. Just something about it. Just it's like it's is it really Venom without like the white spider sign C- signa? It's uh like yeah. on his chest, like yeah no. Phantom doesn't it like I? I guess that's just that's just the Spider-Man fan of me nitpicking about it, you know. Um, but yeah, you could, fight,
1: you could fight the Juggernaut and then lead into the X-Men. I suppose
0: Kingpin, Kingpin, which was oh, uh, that's that's an OG
1: Spider-Man villain. That Man and Murdoch? to t- yeah.
0: Daredevil tandem that we talked about. Maybe we can see that. Uh, so there, there's a lot of open possibilities here with yeah. Tom Holland. Um, I think they left the door open for him to like rekindle stuff with Ned and MJ, which I hope that he does at some point.
1: At that, I think it'll lead
0: to that. Zendaya and Tom Holland's like chemistry is just fantastic together. That's why it'd be a shame to like. That's one thing I was saying at the end of the film. I ended up watching the first time with uh, my girlfriend, and she's like, oh this sucks i love ned and i love mj they're one of the better part of the films like it's not just a spider-man film like it's all about the side characters that are so well developed and interesting and entertaining she's gonna miss them being part of the film you know yeah so i agree with that sentiment so overall where i like to see tom holland spider-man just be in the friendly neighborhood spider-man which we've seen he's become maybe do uh I do want to see the black suit at some point. Maybe they do the Sinister Six. I don't believe Tom Holland will continue as Spider-Man following this trilogy. Which, by the way, I think it's been confirmed that he signed he signed on to do another trilogy for the MCU for Marvel. Yes. So that's you know, chef's kiss there. You know, um, we saw in a uh, Homecoming, uh, the Prowler, uh, was introduced. Like, yeah slightly he's talking about his uncle and uh about his uh his nephew he has a nephew he wants uh, these weapons out of the out of the city he doesn't want want his nephew to deal with that uh jamie fox electro like making a nod to like black spider-man out being somewhere out there i would kind of want and hope that doesn't necessarily have to be in the first trilogy film Maybe the second one they introduced the Miles Morales character. Yeah. And, and then in the third final trilogy film, we see the passing of the torch from Tom Holland's Spider-Man to Miles Morales' Spider-Man and see Miles Morales be the new Spider-Man in the MCU.
1: That'd be really cool. I would love to see it. I mean, cause you had like um Peter get greeted by his by brothers in a sense, and then mm-hmm. him teaching someone else the ropes is Mm -hmm. a very like Peter Parker thing to do and um it would be cool to see like the banner between him and a Miles Morales where they'd be kind of they'd be closer in age you know because he's probably gonna be what 1921 at that point
0: yeah he'd be Uh, in his early 20s
1: yeah and Miles would be what 16
0: something like that um Kind of like a little brother, a little brother, a big, big brother mentorship role, you know?
1: Be really cool. Um, I wonder if they're going to do the, what they did in the Ultimate Comics, where Peter makes the ultimate sacrifice.
0: I think you have to, because if you're going to write off Tom Holland's Spider-Man, and just give the torch to whoever plays Miles Morales... I feel like at some point you just kind of have to write off and like make that ultimate sacrifice, which means that we might get the ultimate version of the Green Goblin in the MCU, which would be interesting. Would be yeah. would be interesting because we have yet to see Norman Osborn in the MCU. You know, Stark Industries, yeah. Stark, uh, Stark Industries is gone. You know, Tony Stark is gone. Maybe Oscorp takes over in the in the next trilogy. There's a lot of options here, man. There's a lot of options. Here. Yeah, I think I would like to see like uh, more like traditional Sinister Six. You see, oh, yeah, uh, for sure. yeah, yeah, like you and you have the makings of that already. You have, uh, you had the Vulture, you had Electro, and you had Scorpion already introduced in the first film. Maybe Quentin Beck's uh, Mysterio isn't actually dead. And Mysterio, that'd be become, yeah, that'd be wild. I mean, it is Mysterio. It is Mysterio. You can't really believe everything you see there, you know. Although I think it's kind of funny how Quentin Beck literally just came in, fucked up a 16 year old's life, and then bounced out of the MCU. <laughs> like that was his whole purpose. Just let me fuck up this whole 16 year old kid's life. Um, but yeah, man, uh, I did have some follow up questions, so we can do some fantasy booking. But we have run a little bit longer. That, and yep. I don't want the episode to go too long and I feel like maybe we can just go ahead and do a part two to this and just sit here and fantasy book more stuff but uh, I'll bring you back and we'll do a part two for this because this has been fun uh, we'll schedule something now and then uh, we'll let this episode have its own breathing room and then we'll come back with a part two getting them in the minds, and then uh, maybe even you know, just come out, but come up with a few ideas here and forth. And I'll, I'll give you the fantasy book ideas, but I'll close things off with one final question. Okay, is this the best Spider-Man film? And if Ooh. not, and if not, where do you rank it?
1: Gosh, that's really tough. Um, gosh, um, I mean, I know which one I think is the worst, but um. <laughs> That, that's that's really easy, but um, I mean, there's two I contenders. To...
0: I feel like there's two contenders for the worst yeah. Spider-Man film. I think it's Amazing Spider-Man two and um, uh, Spider-Man three. They're the contenders for the worst. Same, <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> but uh, gosh, I I do like this movie a lot. Um, I I guess I could play in a tie with uh two for now. Uh, Tobey is two. Okay okay um, but i i don't this feels a lot this feels like a real like a spider-man movie because i like you said i we got what we wanted and we got to see like a pure perfect spider-man that we mm-hmm. really never got to see and this one this one feels like um even though it's not the most comic accurate but it's got the most like spirit in of that character
0: right right I will say that I do like that this is a Tom Holland movie, even though they show the other Spider-Men.
1: Yeah.
0: But you kind of got, like, a payoff to some of their arcs, you know? Like, Tobey Maguire's Spider-Man, one of his biggest regrets was, like, the death of Norman Osborn, his best friend's dad. He was able to cure him in this alternate universe, Um, Andrew Garfield saving yeah. mj getting his redemption from not being able to catch uh gwen stacy which you can see still haunted and andrew garfield by the way stole the fucking show like this yeah, man, he did him and and uh Willem defoe stole the show for me like in terms of yeah. I like just pure raw talent as an actor they were probably put on the best performances but this was still <laughs> tom holland's film which i loved. yeah um, me personally it's kind of tied with uh into the spider-verse as oh, yeah that's probably the best spider-man film like okay i, uh, I i'll I take my back man. because i i think
1: we're just i i no no I meant, I meant i meant like
0: spider-man movies in general like so spider-verse
1: oh, into the spider-verse is definitely my favorite spider-man film okay. no, I, I, just, I thought we were just talking about live All right. By far, like is my
0: okay. Okay, okay, fair enough. All right. So we're in agreement. Spider-Verse, I think, is still takes the cake, but man, like it's no way home. Just like man, it's it's not for me, it's not that far. It's like maybe like like centimeters difference, you know? Yeah. For me. Um, but uh well, first off, like Ryan, thanks again for coming out here. This has been very fun. Um, any closing thoughts of the film? any closing thoughts you have in general before we wrap things up um i'm just really excited to see where they're getting to experiment and
1: uh where he fits in the marvel universe now just because he's a queen slate,
0: which is great which is great i I love this and i think that's one of the main reasons why tom holland even decided to sign up for three more films because it's a reset for the character which is fantastic it like and I think the reason why it was done that way is because we weren't really sure, because we already had like a whole like custody battle between Sony and Marvel at some point, like yeah. leading up to like the release of Far From Home, where we weren't sure if Spider Man was going to stay in the MCU or not. But I think the way the film was written this way was so that in case they can, in case Marvel can work things out with Sony, this is the best way to close out every character's story arcs. Yeah. And leave them in a satisfying place should they leave the, the franchise where it's at. Thankfully, yeah. that's not the case. We're gonna get more Spider-Man, more Tom Holland, because I love Tom Holland as Spider-Man. I think he's great, he's fantastic. I think all Spider-Man are great, they're all great in their own specific way. Yeah. I kind of kind of sound like a father that's being asked who's your favorite child, and just like running around in circles, like beating around the bush. I'm like, Well, I love all my children, you know. <laughs> but um, ryan um quickly uh if people would just want to like find more of your stuff like okay. more of your art maybe they want to reach out to you to like help design a very cool new tattoo you know something like that <laughs> where can they find you on social media or do you have any projects coming up that you'd like to share with everyone just like the floor is yours man
1: um right now um uh, me and one of my friends we're we're starting off a comic idea um but that's really like in super development stages we got like a few characters here here and there but um i'm really excited to see where that that's going to take me Mm -hmm. um but um yeah you can reach me at um in in, in, instagram at at the villardis that's uh the and then the underscore and then v-i-l-a-r-t-i-s-t the -hmm. villardis
0: yeah i'll put i'll put all that stuff in the description down below uh i always like to do that with all my guests to come on here and i want to make sure okay. that people can find it do you have like a link tree or something or like like to your art or is this just the instagram mostly um i
1: have a DeviantArt art um account that i need to link <laughs> uh, but i'll 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 send you the link so
0: yeah sounds good man we'll, we'll definitely get your stuff out there and like obviously just check out his stuff like check out his instagram he fantastic artist and like maybe you just want to hit him up on social media and be like hey hey ryan Let's talk more spider-man i like what you had to say i want to really like talk more with you so you can always reach out to him and uh reach out to the show at scs vince uh you can reach out, that's that's my social media handle just about everywhere i did that intentionally try to like have like yeah. that symmetry like the synergy sy- what, what's the word i'm looking for synergy the synergy is that is that the yes. word is that yeah. the word i'm looking for you think i had this on pad being the the <laughs> It's like, what, my 15th episode? <laughs> but yeah, uh Linktree at Linktree slash SES Vince gives you all the links to the show, Anchor, is Spotify, Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts. Uh, I think I'm on Stitcher, Breaker. I'm just about everywhere. I had a YouTube channel. I don't really upload shit to YouTube anymore. But if you want to give me a sub over there, that'd be great. Instagram and Twitter, uh, you can find me there at SES Vince. Uh, I just started a uh, uh, Instagram account for Straight Talk. I believe it's uh, Straight Talk under uh, Straight Talk Pod or Straight Talk underscore pod. Apparently, there's already been multiple Straight Talks on Instagram. Uh, but uh, again, links and, and all that information in the description down below. Uh, Ryan, thanks again for coming on here uh, talking Thank Spider-Man. You. And we're coming back for part two because we didn't finish everything we want to talk about, but we kind of hit the time limit uh on what i what i wanted this episode to be and i did not want to do what i did with the Dragon ball z podcast where we were here for like two and a half hours almost oh geez yeah which was so fun listen go ahead and check that out i have a lot more fun stuff so once again guys uh thank you guys for listening like download subscribe follow all that good stuff it very much helps the show thanks again for listening uh i'm ss vince this has been the Straight talk podcast we'll catch you guys on the next one later y'all